0: Is this thing, is this thing on? I Me mean, it's Gara. Oh, okay, ready, ready. Okay, let's go, let's go. Let's snowball. Good morning, chan Good morning. I'm trying something new. I'm going to learn a new phrase to say good morning or hello to you each episode. (laughs) We love a gimmick. How are you? I'm good. I'm good.
1: Now, last week you were bragging how your butcher listens to the show. And so I've tried suggesting it to the guys who run the off-license downstairs from me. I'm not sure they're quite a target demographic.
0: But you don't think that they want to hear about douching, about erotic gay
1: novels? I think straight guys with young families probably aren't into that but i'll give it another try
0: this is the only way that we're going to grow our listenership is by recommending it to people Um, and seeming we have limited interactions nowadays with um, the pandemic i'm going to let you know that the place where i get my coffee from three of them now listen to our podcast so my local barista that's really impressive how do you know they listen well, they told me. They said, Ming, I've listened. <laughs> and, 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 and. They did reference um, parts of it. And the and, they gave feedback.
1: What about your brother? You were going to test him last week. Did he listen?
0: He didn't say anything. He just um, sent me a picture of the share album. Case closed. I think he's proved it.
1: But honestly, it doesn't
0: matter if people are listening or not.
1: I just quite like having a chat with you every week.
0: Yes, fine. I like chatting with you too. But, If nobody is listening, then why didn't we just like call each other and not record it?
1: Fair. That's a fair point, I guess. We could have just had a private conversation. Actually, one thing that people do say to me is that they quite like how short and punchy the podcast is. You know, we try and clock in at around 25 minutes and, you know, a number of people have said to me that it's good because it's the sort of length of time that they can multitask and do something else while they're listening.
0: Well, firstly, short and punchy is your grinder handle, I believe. Exactly. Um, yes. Actually, I have also heard that too. I've heard that people enjoy stretching. Apart from stretching, what else could you possibly do in 25 minutes? I'm gonna start off very vanilla, dog walking. Yes, good, good. I've heard people do dog walking and listen to us.
1: Yeah, it's things where you need to use your hands, but your ears are ready for action.
0: My body is busy, but my ears are free. It seems like almost every week we're talking about douching
1: for one reason or another. Uh, But you mentioned that you had new insights from some of your pit crew pals.
0: So my pit crew friends and I were chatting. And as some of you may know, some of them are quite well endowed. How would we know that? I don't know. Maybe they just give some BDE. Just spelling it out. Anyway, continue. Um, And we were just joking about how people who crave that BDE who like chase that big dick sometimes for them for for the people that have the BDE it's unfair it's not right people think that they want it but they don't do the groundwork to prepare for it
1: so you're saying that as a bottom if you're a bit of a size queen the preparation you need to do is a bit more
0: thorough Yeah, we're just going to use labels now, are we? (laughs) Anyway, continue. Um, So basically, I think the deeper and the bigger the dick, the deeper and more thorough your douche has to be. It's like cleaning. If you're just going to have somebody drop something off at the front door, you don't need to clean the rest of your house. That's ridiculous. But if you're having guests over, multiple guests, big guests, small guests, Large guests, skinny guests, you need to clean the whole house. You need to clean the lounge, the kitchen, the bathroom. The very top corner where that little cobweb is, you need to get right in there. Yeah, I get that. I'm not sure how totally true that is, though. I mean, to really ram this point home, I have it on very good word that one of them experienced an incident where they were fucking... And he pulled out and a glob of poop flew off the tip of his dick into his eye.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is definitely a bit of a boner killer. There's no escaping that.
0: Yeah, this happens constantly to them, I think. Are you saying we should feel sorry for guys with big dicks? You know what? We can set up a support group.
1: I'm not sure that except the dick size is completely linked to how much you have to do. I would always thought it was more of a diet question. I'm going to speak from personal experience because there was a period where I was taking this specific fiber supplement for one reason or another and I had just back to back several bad experiences on the douching anal sex front that was just showed that the fiber supplement wasn't what I needed in my life.
0: Fair. The office worker in me wants to make like a flow diagram where it's like, yes, no, do it again. Yes, continue. Next box.
1: Yeah, I like that. I think that's helpful. People would value that. But how do you have that conversation if, you know, perhaps you weren't expecting some action or you know that you're not quite ready to go? How do you negotiate that conversation?
0: I think people just need to be honest. Honesty is the best policy. There's nothing sexier than honesty. <laughs> Um, Okay, what I want to ask you, as you know, I like live on Instagram, I'm always on there. And for a long time, there's always been that question function to like, ask me a question or like provide your comment about something and then people can type in and respond back. But recently I've noticed like accounts use the question function and it says, tell me a secret. What
1: sort of secrets are people revealing?
0: That's a very good question. Some of them are pretty generic. Let's be honest. Like I hooked up with my teacher in high school, or whatever. Or like um, I had sex with my cousin um, last night. Or like um, I had a threesome, and it was his. It was like a son and his dad. You know, like pretty vanilla stuff, really.
1: Seen it a thousand times.
0: Um, The other ones that I loved. Oh, they also, once again, just tying back into what we just spoke about. But like, I was like sitting on some guy's face and I hadn't completely finished douching. And like, I shat on all over his face with some douche water. Um, Oh, these ones are also a a little bit sad. Um, Like, I hosted an orgy, but I got left out. The other three people just like made out and fucked each other. And I sat in the corner oh um this was my this one was one of my favorites actually it was like um a hookup i i was organized to hook up with somebody i jumped in my car was all ready to go but then the traffic on the highway was really bad and by the time i got to the guy's house he'd already got off um and had and hooked up with somebody else (laughs) that's just los angeles though isn't it in my mind i also was like that's definitely an la problem Why do you think people feel the need to reveal their secrets? Like,
1: what is it do you think that makes something like this tell me a secret function so appealing that they want to unburden themselves and let that secret out?
0: I wonder for the people that are submitting. Firstly, I'm like, is this real? Secondly, do they think that they're being like exceptionally funny by trying to be like, like shock value, right? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that that would have happened but what's funny is that it just kind of is like this no one is that ingenious they're all like common themes <laughs> does that make sense yeah no
1: totally like you think you're being really shocking and clever but we've seen that before Like
0: right? yeah we've seen we've seen you fuck your cousin we've seen you fuck your dad and his son <laughs> you're not very good at keeping secrets but
1: do we have any secrets from each other Oh my gosh, do we have any
0: secrets?
1: I kind of feel like you're the person that really gets everything from me. There's really, I can't think of anything that I'm holding back from you.
0: I think that's a complete lie. I think Chatty Cathy right here, she can't keep a secret so that you know way more about me than I actually know about you.
1: No, I think that's just because you don't listen very much. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of, <laughs> I mean that with love. I mean that with love, you do a lot of talking.
0: I really. Okay, how about you just tell me, like, you don't have to tell me what the secret is, but are you keeping a secret from me? I actually don't think I am. That's what I was kind of
1: asking because I can't think of anything that I'm consciously, oh, I won't tell him that. I mean, there's lots of stuff I don't tell you just because I don't think it's interesting. So, I like, I, I edit out stuff, but I don't hold anything back because I don't want you to know it. I want to continue to work on the erotic gay novel that we've been brainstorming. Now, just to recap, the story is called Mountain Men. Robbie's gone to visit his uncle, Walt. Walt lives in a remote part of the Canadian mountains, and both uncle and nephew have got a thing for the next door neighbor, Aiden. Now, where we left the story last time, we were looking at how we could build some tension and suspense and drama into the story. And we asked our listeners for some suggestions. Did we get any submissions?
0: Yes, we did. Long-time listener, second-time caller, (laughs) uh, Lawrence. um, He said, Aiden and Robbie get caught in an avalanche and have to rely on each other's body heat to survive. Meanwhile, Uncle Walt sets out on a desperate race against time to find them. Ooh, I quite like that. That's quite good. I do too. Avalanches are very common, very realistic. I like like the fact-checking behind this.
1: I was wondering,
0: just because I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking...
1: What if Aiden was a werewolf? Ooh, that would explain the body hair. Exactly. Is there such a thing as a werebear? Like, not a werewolf, but he's a bear, not a wolf.
0: Werebear. Werewolves come out when there's a full moon. Yeah. Have you thought what could possibly trigger a werebear?
1: (laughs) Uh, That's a really good question. So couldn't they just spontaneously shapeshift into a bear when they felt like it?
0: Oh, so more Twilight kind of wear animal. In Twilight, the wolves could just become wolves
1: whenever they felt like it. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm probably going in that direction.
0: Maybe he could also be like, you know, in the movie, is it the movie Splash? Where like when she gets water thrown on her, she turns into a mermaid. And she has to get the hairdryer out onto her legs to try and dry them off. I do that every night anyway with my very hairy legs. That's just because you put so much moisturiser on Actually, very true. I do have to walk around naked for a couple of minutes to let the moisturiser seep in.
1: This is something else I wanted to ask you was, because you know how Robbie and Uncle Woe, like his nephew and uncle, is that incest?
0: Well, technically, oh, so your uncle doesn't have to be related to you. So it's not really incest, right? It's a step-uncle. No, like if my mother's sister married somebody, he her husband would be my uncle, no?
1: Yes, so that makes it okay. Yes, there's a whole because um, I, I have been doing a bit of searching on this subject. What I've stumbled upon just by accident and quite innocently is a site called SayUncle.com. They specialize in uncle-on-nephew action. It's really popular. Like it's the you know it's very well patronized.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What is this? What is the service that they're providing? Is it? Um, uncle on nephew porn or is it setting up uncles with nephews uh
1: no it's not the dating option it's the porn option it's just uncle
0: on nephew action okay so then now i want to ask you this what is the difference between a daddy and an uncle then
1: (gasps) that's a really good
0: question yeah like can you so is that going to be maybe a thing like oh because like a daddy obviously there's that direct relationship that older man figure but like couldn't couldn't we like start saying oh you're an uncle but, but you have you give me uncle vibes
1: yeah i'm really into hot uncles
0: i think because like okay so daddy vibes probably is also maybe more of that like authoritarian like thing like you're my dad you're going to tell me what to do like dad or whatever but isn't there always that fun uncle yeah the one who's going to lead you astray yes like the one that will take you partying and slip you some drugs yes and then take advantage of you yes 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 and it's still unconsensual yes no (laughs) no 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 (laughs) but right that could be a thing that could be a new category for gay men
1: now as gay men we're contractually obliged to talk about drag rates uh but if you're looking for an in-depth recap show this isn't it but Let's have a quick catch up on the US show, which is up to episode five now. Did you have any more Tamisha Iman fantasies?
0: No, I did have no more dreams of Tamisha Iman, but I did support her. I bought a pair of Tamisha Iman sneakers for my good friend Rob. Are they the ones with a face on, on them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can buy a Tisha Iman doormat and it says on it, the lady said, go home. I love the untapped that we just watched, um, which had Tamisha Iman saying,
1: I said what I said.
0: If you haven't watched Untucked, you have to watch this week's Untucked because it literally is giving vibes of old school um, Untucked of like Shangela and Mimi, like that kind of like yelling. Uh, Laganja and Bianca, that kind of that kind of like teary anger. Um, Candy and Tamisha go at it, and what I love most and how patronizing it is is when Tamisha keeps calling Candy little girl no no little girl little girl no i love tamesha i also want to talk about very quickly runway oh can we talk about the bag product placement in the second look
1: and the how clunky it and how did that not work in a runway category that requires carrying a bag why did it look so wrong
0: I, do you know what, I'm not going to lie, I think I was eating my um, hunter's pie last night while they were explaining who this man was with the coach bag. But did they have to self-decorate those bags or did he decorate them? I assumed that they were going to
1: get the bags and have to decorate them to somehow go with their outfit that they'd made or whatever. But none of that happened. It just seemed like these were outsized bags that turned up and had to be carried and presented to the camera. But they didn't even match the colours. Nothing worked. You're so mad. Keep going. I'm really, no, I'm really passionate about this. Like, where was the credit for Purse First to Bob the Drag Queen?
0: Bob, Bob, if you listen to this, we feel that you deserve the credit that is well deserved.
1: Yeah, solidarity with Bob.
0: Oh, can I just say that I thought that Lala Ree should have gone
1: home, even though her lip sync was good, the fact that her outfit dissolved on the runway and looked incredibly messy and Joey J wasn't terrible, I would have sent Lala Ree home.
0: Didn't even cut the bag open, just literally bag, glue, corset, bag, glue, corset, repeat. I love when Nicole Byers, who we adore obviously, but she said,
1: I can't remember who she was talking to, whether it was Utica, that Utica made that in the same time as Lala Ree stuck those bags corset. <laughs>
0: as the same as the meme, it's like, Beyonce also has 24 hours in a day. What have you done with your life? Um, okay, let's move on to the UK Drag Race. Now, last week you made some bold
1: claims about Veronica Green. How's your investigation done?
0: Um, I did check in again with Luke. He says that he's still doing recon. So, unfortunately, no further updates. However, can I say that what I love the most watching um, on UK Drag Race is when Tia Coffee and Veronica Green stand next to each other it kind of reminds me of like twins Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: <laughs> Yeah I can see that I mean Tia Coffee's a joy obviously
0: I love Tia Coffee she's grown on me she wasn't my favorite at the beginning but the last two episodes she's really like grown on me in the end like I wanted Tia to stay. And I definitely didn't want Tia and Ginny in the bottom. I didn't want either of one to go. So that's why I was okay with Astina going. I could have said goodbye to Ginny. I, like, love her, but
1: she's not going to go much further in this competition.
0: My favorite part was, also watching Ginny put on the breastplate and then it looked like a cat. Like she had like four boobs. <laughs> that was good TV. Whoever the cameraman was that caught that, caught that you deserve an Emmy.
1: Lawrence Cheney, I quite like, but I think the only reason that he keeps winning is because RuPaul likes practicing the comedy
0: Scottish accent by saying his name. Okay, I'm going to put this out there. I think Lawrence Cheney is going to win. And I have stats. So there is, if you think about it, the first queen in is, there's a lot of high correlation between being the first queen in and ending up winning. Even if you just keep to UK, Vivian wasn't first in last time. That's okay. I've got them written down. Gareth, there's Priyanka, Bianca Del Rio. True, wait, um,
1: Drag Race Holland.
0: Envy Peru was not first, true, but saying that then, Abby, oh my God, was the first was the first one in, but also still making top three though. You've got a spreadsheet on this? No, there's, there is, okay, this is the thing that I want to talk to you about. There are drag stats. So that's one of the stats that people track. First one in, To like top three or also winner the other one is snatch game like if you win snatch game and you win um and you're like and you also win the ball those are the main challenges and my friend rob he kind of tracks these things so i think we should bring him on one day and then we can talk track stats with him
1: yeah that'd be cool okay We are spending way too much time on Drag Race, Uh, so let's move on. Uh, I wanted to continue my quest to try and give you a solid education in gay history. Now, this week we're going to take a look at Bayard Rustin. Have you heard of him? No. (laughs) That's why I'm so bad at this. (laughs) That's fair enough. Um, Okay, so here's a quick overview. Bayard Rustin is important because of the role he played in the civil rights movement in the US. Now, he started working with Martin Luther King Jr in 1956, which is when the bus boycotts really kicked off following the arrest of Rosa Parks. But Rustin wasn't new to civil rights action. He'd been advocating for equality since the 1930s. So while Rustin was a key ally of Dr. King and he was widely respected, one of the challenges he had to navigate was that it was widely known that he was gay. It was widely known because he'd been arrested in 1953 The police had found him in a car having sex with another man. Now, same-sex sexual activity was illegal at that time. So he was convicted and he served 60 days in jail. And sort of because of all of that, Rustin was forced to take a back seat in civil rights organisations because, you know, there were concerns that his sexuality would be a distraction from the campaign for equality. So although he was instrumental in the civil rights movement, he was pretty much airbrushed from history. It's really only recently that he's been, you know, able to be celebrated. He d- Rustin died in 1987. Um, in 2013, President Obama awarded Rustin the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So he's getting some recognition, but...
0: Yeah, too late. Um, that's very interesting, actually. I think it's also a little bit sad that, obviously, it's kind of the story for our people, though, that we always have to take a little bit of a back... We've had to take a backseat in the past, like... It's like he did a lot of the work and then he didn't really get the recognition.
1: I was also thinking that like having sex in a car is hard enough. But imagine being in the middle of having sex in a car and suddenly being surrounded by police officers and arrested
0: in the middle of all of that. I do find that uh, very awkward. Like, especially nowadays, like smart cars, a little Fiat. The seats don't really go right back.
1: And then you end up climbing on top of each other.
0: Very awkward. Yeah, the only ones that I've seen that have worked are those um, those pawns where it's like the big pickup van <laughs> and it's like a 12-seater and they've removed all the seats from the back. It's just literally the driver's seat and a mattress.
1: I also quite like when they're sort of, I'm not sure what it's called, but when you're out sort of cruising in the car and you, you can, like you're not in the car, your ass is, the door is open and your ass is out and someone's, coming at you from behind kind of thing.
0: Oh, I get it. Like you're leaning over the seat. Like your your torso is supported by the chair. Exactly. Oh, I get it. And then the person is outside. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so the car is uh, like a fuck bench.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, you seem to know a lot about this kind of... Um, like this... What's the word? Positioning? So is this... A- part of the secret that you haven't told me? Maybe we do have some secrets from each other.
1: Well, that's the end of this episode. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. We are whores for the attention. We'll be back again soon for more snowballing and more gay nonsense.